Dude, let me tell y'all something. I think it takes a lot for a ninth grade student to come up here and just off the bat rip out a, a note on a song and just go, 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 go with it. So David, great job on that. And, and, and Kat, great job to you too, just to come in there and take, take it. Y'all, and listen, we praise God for it, but dude, y'all just did re- really well. Just to, sometimes you got to go for it. It's hard, but y'all did. So I thank y'all for that. We've got a, a couple students that are just going to share um, a little bit about see you at the poll, and um, and then we're, we're going to move through it. But Sydney Prince is going to come on down. So give her a big hand and show her a lot of love when she's up here. We might need some juice on this mic right here, Stephen. I don't know which mic it is, Stephen. Okay. That's not the one. Well, hey, my name is Sydney, for you guys who don't know me. And for my see you at the poll, um, there was about 50 kids that showed up, and 15 only was last year. So it was, like, a big improvement for me. And then a kid came up to me, and he goes, I've missed it. No one told me. And so we, me and Mr. Ball sat there and prayed with him for a long time just after. And I thought, like, it was so happy because it made his day that he couldn't go because his parents couldn't bring him. So I thought that was really happy. I had heard that the middle school did have a very huge growth from last year to this year. So cool. Um, uh, I'm not going to ask, like, who of you went? Because those that did, I want to put you on the spot. Because sometimes it's hard to get there. I know that. So um, good job. Uh, David, come on, you, you want to share a little bit, right? Okay. Listen, don't take up all, all my time, all right? Okay, I'll try not to. Um, well, today at CU at the poll, like, we had a good turnout at the high school. And... Like, there was, there was a lot of people that were there to just praise Jesus, and we had the worship band, like, out of the people that we had, uh, they, like, they did songs, and they were really, they did really good, and I think everyone that was there, that if they didn't, if they don't go to, like, youth groups or anything, they actually, like, saw what it was like and everything, and everyone went around, and we prayed, and there, we had a huge turnout, and I really, like, I liked it, but, like, I don't know, but it was good. All right, all right. You know, I, I'll tell you all, I was there. Um, I got some shots of it and wasn't able to put them on. I might put them on the web so you can sort of see it. Uh, the high school one, I didn't get to go to the middle school there, too, sort of close in time. But, um, man, it was really cool to hear you all praying and, uh, and just praying for the students and the classmates and that y'all could be bold in the hallways and um, stuff like that. So I just thought that that was, that was great. You can go ahead and unmute this mic or mute it so it doesn't explode on us. All right. <clears throat> Bibles, grab one. There's some beneath your seats. We've got some spare ones. If you, if you don't have one, please talk to me tonight and I will give you one that you can keep, put your name in. Bring it every week. We use them in here. Listen, I want y'all... To grow in your faith. And I know that I am one of the most amazing speakers you've ever heard. But for it to stick, you've got to really have the word in front of you. Take that home. Go back to that. That's so key and important. Okay? So, um, where were we at last week? The, the book of Acts was what, what, what was written by who? Luke. That's right. Luke. It's like Luke 2. Okay, Acts was written by Luke, not by okay, everything's Paul or everything. It's Luke. Okay, we're in Acts four, right? 
And my three points from last week were... Um, now I'm going to ask that. So, but listen here. We were in Acts 4. Peter and John had healed a lame man. That means not cool, and also he couldn't walk. And um, in Acts 3, healed them. The, the, the leadership of the day got mad. They put them, they sort of held them and said, by what power, by what name have you done this? And they said, we have done this in the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, who you killed, but who God raised from the dead. And, um, and they spoke so well that when they um, reconvened these smart, great men, the big dogs, they were like, dude, these are just plain common men with no gifts or talents. How do they speak so well and how do they know so much? But they recognized they had been with Jesus. Okay, They had been with Jesus. They, of all things, they, go, okay, they don't have this going for them. There's no way they could have done it, but they knew one thing. They had been with Jesus. And they warned them to never speak that name. Do not speak in that name again. And P- Peter and John said what? Okay, we will obey your rules. Right? Peter and John said what? Said, man, what's right in, for God to obey God or to obey you, you must judge. But we cannot help but speak about what we have seen and heard. We, you've got to judge for yourself if we should obey you or God. But we can't help it but speak what we have seen and heard. Right? Now, we ended with that point last week. But I want to recap there because we didn't really finish the point off. Is that okay? Are you going to hang with me? Say, I will hang. I will hang. I mean, I know you can get loud because I heard y'all like they were singing stink, stinking loud. You know what I'm saying? I had like blood pouring on my eardrums because they were singing so loud. Or that could, I could have heard my own singing. Anyways, so the world today, because I, I, I want you to know, they are told do not speak in, in this name. And you may go, well, that's like a long time ago. Those things don't occur today in the world that we live in, but they occur all the time. Let me give you some examples of it. There are cases that within the past th- three months in pub- pub- public schools where students have had to turn their t-shirts inside out because it had a cross on it and it was offensive to someone else. In the United States, there have been cases where they've said, oh, you can't wear that shirt. That is offensive. And they've had to turn the shirts inside. Now, they've been fought in law, but this has occurred in the United States. Is that someone saying, hey, you can't you can't speak about that name. Yeah, it is. It occurs all the time. Now, there's also, um, around the world, pastors are being jailed for pre-preaching pre, pre, against cohabitation. That's premarital sex, living together and not being married, abortion, and homosexuality. They're, they're being jailed because they have preached about this. And it's being called a hate crime. And because they preach what the Word of God says, some people say, well, that's just not right and you can't do that. But they've still done it. Why? Because they know what the truth of, of God's Word says. And they know that one thing, we must obey God rather than man. And we must, we must um, speak about and do what we have seen and heard. Okay. Now, there is um, a pastor in Sweden named Ak Green. Everybody say Ak. You will never forget that name now. I don't know why. A-K-E, Ak. Ak Green. Arrested, convicted, and sentenced to a month in jail for preaching a sermon against homosexual behavior. Now, a lot of it that is going on is that is being in the U.S. a hate crime. And it is, it is, many, it is so wrong to be hateful and to attack someone for no matter what. Okay? But 
Courts are taking this to an abusive state where you can't even have an opinion against it. And I'll, let me share this just from the top because it's sort of the topic here, and I just want to lie here for a second. Um, some of you might go on, oh, man, Dan is a homophobe. Ooh. I had three gay aunts, okay? Three. They were my only aunts that were a part of my life. And um, I used to go to their house all the time, and they had um, a, a buddy that, that was there at the house, which I thought was their pal when I was like seven and spend night at the house. And then one day when I was 12, I went, <gasps> it clicked. The, co- the cousins, we would all go over there and spend night. And one day it was like, they were the cool aunts, let's drive the cars. We were eight, nine, ten down the dirt roads. And, and then all of a sudden we figured out something was different. And, and no, I remember the conversation, no way. And then it clicked. Okay. So I, I'm not, I, I love my aunts. They've all died, you know, um, through can- cancer and some just very sad things. Um, some have come to know the Lord, though. They've, they've turned away from um, We've also, in our old youth group, we um, probably eight, it's been eight years ago or ten, some reason our kids were inviting kids, lost kids from school to our church. Wednesday night, I'd preach the word, what it said, and we had a pack of, um, it was the, the, the gay girl gang, is really what I would call it. I mean, it was just sort of... Gay girls, like nine of them, that were known at school for being gay. And um, they started to come to our youth group. And we were preaching in Romans 1 against it. And I would just talk and they'd listen. Me and my wife would go to um, a high school play and we'd be sitting there chatting. And the gay girl gang would come and hug us and mob us because they were glad to see us. It was just sort of weird. Of that, I'm sorry if it's offensive, I call them the gay girl gang. I don't know what else to call them. Um, um, th- three of them I know of turned away from that lifestyle, accepted Christ, and are walking with the Lord right now. So I do believe that it's something that you're not locked in for life. Um, I believe that God is big enough no matter where you are. So understand, when we even talk about these issues, man, God has such a plan for those, everybody. And, and to be honest... Um, when you don't honor your mother or father or, or when you lie, your sin is just as great. Right? So, I mean, we tend to judge, go, oh, but it all falls in the line. Um, there was a thing last week in the news in Fort Worth. A 14-year-old student in high school um, was suspended in class for three days. And this is what went on. Um, during a discussion of religious beliefs in Germ- Germany, it was in a Germ- German class, uh, one student asked what Germans thought about homosexuality in relation to religion. It was a classroom discussion. Uh, another student asked for terms in German of it, but they wouldn't, I don't know why it says that in the article. I don't even know why I read it. <clears throat> I'm trying to find the right spot. Um, one student said to his classmate, not to the class, leaned over to his classmate and said, I'm a Christian, and to me, being homosexual is wrong. And the teacher yanked them out of class, and the student was suspended for three days for saying that. Um, there's been a, this is nine day, days ago this occurred, because he said, I'm a Christian, I believe that is wrong. Um, understand, the world is going to be more against what the Word of God says every day. Now, today in the news, I know this is you're like this is a lot of information, but I want you to know this, this, this thing where you've got to make a stand for your faith, it's here right now. 
It's not a Bible that we read and it's just an old story and that's a nice story and we need to be like that. It's here right now. And uh, Tennessee School District, this is from today, is under fire after a group of middle school football co- coaches were warned or re- reprimanded for bowing their heads during a post-game prayer. They didn't pray out loud. They bowed their heads during a post-game prayer. And T, those that taught the school were warned to hide from students if they chose to pray at the CU at the poll rally. Okay? They were told to hide to pray if, um, um, and don't let the students see you because they can be confused because they may assume things about what you believe if they see you. Now, this is beginning to go into high... Inflammatory issue. You know what I'm saying? You go stu- stupid. I mean, you talk about taking out all rights. There you go. Good. And keep it up. And keep it up. And 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 you know, Jack. I used to have the the belief going. Well, you want to obey the rules of the land or of the place. But there's a point right here where they said, they said, dude, we can't help but speak about what we have seen and heard, no matter where it's at. And there's a point you've got to be respectful, but there's a point also that you've got to obey God. And many of you, more than you do it, you're going to have to make that choice. More than I would have had to make that choice, especially in school or as you grow up. There's a guy today, in the news today, an I, I, Iranian pa- pa- pastor faces execution for ref- re- refusing to recant his Christian faith. Today, this guy named... I will never say his name, Pastor Yusuf Nadarkhani, today could be killed for his faith today because he will not say, I recant, I turn away from it. When asked to repent, he stated, repent means to return from, from re, re, part means to turn away from, but part means to, to turn to. And he said, what should I return to? To the blasphemy that I had before my faith in Christ? He said, no, I will never recant my faith. He's got a wife and two kids. The kids are two and four. And you go, it's our world today. When we read that in Acts 4, don't read that and go, well, that's just not for me, because it is for you. It is for stuff. Situations are going to come up where you're going to have to choose, am I going to obey God, or am I just going to stay in my safe bubble and not say a word, just go with the flow with everybody else? There's a point where you just got to speak up. Maybe not all the time when Jack's in the hallway getting on the big box going, You don't need to repent! But that time when there's a nudge, man, you got to just do, you just got to do it. You just got to speak it, okay? And in the midst of this, in the midst of where they've come from, because they've been threatened with their lives, and they've said, We can't help but speak about what, what we have seen and heard. Look here in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. And it says this. Oh, wait, you know what? Turn somewhere else for me. Turn, and this, I I meant to jump here, but I want just to read this passage because the issue of homosexuality, well, it's a bad word for me to say. Um, I want you to know, because I hear all the time, well, that's an old testament thing that was taught, and it's not really in the new. So it's just an old one, so it really doesn't apply to us. Turn to Romans chapter 1. It's the book after Acts. Is the book of Romans Chapter 1. Because I want you to understand the Word of God and what it says. Because it's very sad in the truth of what it says here. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God 
is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and things that have been made so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. They turned away from God and they chose to praise and worship things that were just of the earth. That didn't even compare to God. Verse 24, Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in, in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Does the Word of God speak about it? The New Testament, it's just clear. And I just want you to know it's there. I just Some people say, well, why do we even take time to go back to that? Because you just need to know it's, it's, in, it's not just something we say because we're, we're scared. We're scared our kids will turn out that way or something. Or we might get a growth on our arm. No, it's, just, it's what the Word of God says. Now turn to Acts 4. Because I want you to know, in the midst of all this, when people are against you, and as Peter and John, they were against them, they said, you cannot speak this way, we're threatened to beat you, we'll see that they will get beaten in the end of Acts 4. And, and to, to Acts 5, I want you to understand this truth of t- for tonight, and that is God is in control. In the midst of even dark times when you are threatened and you've got to choose and it's a hard choice, God is still in control. Ready? Look at Acts chapter 4 verse 23. This is when Peter and John were released. They'd just been told, don't speak in this name. They're released. They went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the, of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Okay. Some of you may be saying, what in the world does all that mean? They went back to their friends. They told them what they had done. And together they began to praise God and pray to God. And this is their prayer. All we're looking at right now is their prayer. But I want you to know in the midst of their trial, what they pray, what they understand the truth about God, and what we've got to understand about God. The first point is this. God is in control of the past. God's in control. They first say, Sovereign Lord. Okay, Sovereign Lord means what? Supreme, one who is supreme, one who is top not. They go, the one who is top, there is no other that compares. They say what? They say, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea 
and everything in them. First thing, they say, man, he's sovereign. He's in control. And he made everything. Everything of the earth. He's so in, he's in, he, he, in the past, he created it all. He's the creator of all. He is the God in control of even the past. He, he made it all. And it goes on and says a weird verse here. And this verse is sound. The verses that are quoted in your Bible may have them in sort of smaller, they, 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 they notch in. A lot of times that means it's a quote from an Old te- Testament. And um, th- this is found in Psalms 2. They quote Psalms 2 in their prayer. And this psalm is known as a messianic psalm. It, it talk, psalm. it talks about the coming um, Messiah who is going to come. But the psalm specifically talks about man's rebellion from God and God's response to, to it. That in the midst of it, he's going to send his son. So in the middle of the prayer, they're saying God even knew that we were going to need a Savior back then. And he even spoke about it. God is in control of even the past. Now, let's keep on moving through the prayer. Okay, It says in verse 27, For truly in the city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. God isn't only in control of the past, He's in control of the present. I want you to know that God is in control, no matter how your life feels right now, God is still in control. They even talk about that the Lord's anointed, the servant, Jesus, was what? That, that whom um, um, they were against, these people were against them. Pilate, Herod, Gentiles, the Jews. He names them all off. And then he says this, um, to do whatever your hand and your plan, God's hand and God's plan was predestined set to do. Do you know in the midst of that, God was still in control. And even in their prayer, these guys are, I think the Holy Spirit is doing such a work in their life. They understand that even in the midst of adversity, as in trial, as in rough times, as the loss of their Savior who died, but He rose again, that God was in control of all that. And He allowed it, but He's in control. Why? Because there's a bigger plan than what we can see. We go, why would He even allow the pain? Because the earth is in such bad shape. People are in such bad, decrepit shape. Nothing will get our attention. We won't wake up unless we go through this stuff. God's in control in their prayer of even the, the present. Okay, And no matter where you are right now. And I, I know some of you can be coming from a very hard place. And if you are, let me say this. I, I'm sorry that you are. But I do understand the scriptures, and I understand God working in my own life, that he's in control, that he's big enough to overcome this in your life. Now, let's keep, keep going. Verse 29. It says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I want you to know that in the midst of the prayer, they understood God was in control of the past. He was in control of the present, and God was in control of the future. That what He was going to do, they first say, God, um, don't forget about us, 
sort of, in their prayer. And that's not a, always a bad thing. God, don't forget about me. I know you don't, but just don't forget about me. Do you ever ever think that? I, I do. I do. And um, he, he says, Now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant your servants, grant us to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Man, help us. We know that you're the God of things above because they even go on to say, while you, while you, God, stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders. These men did not heal. These men did not do great signs and wonders. God did those things through them. They were depending on God to do it. And if God did not do it, they would not get done. And they understood that God was the God of even the future of things that they would do. And I want you to understand that. <laughs> we don't even know what is going to go on Tomorrow, but God is still the God of, of that. He knows. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Have you ever pr- prayed together in a group in a place where it just began to shake? Oh, that would be sort of cool, wouldn't it? I'm just saying. I just think it would be cool. Um, uh, amazing. And it says, it goes on to say, uh, the place they were gathered was shaken. They were filled with, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. Now, as I was at CU at the poll today, I shared a little bit this at the start. Um, I, I, it, was, it was neat because... Um, a lot of times I'm trying to take shots of them and just sort of watch watch y'all. But this time I was able almost to walk around as you prayed. So I don't know if you could always hear what was being prayed because it was sort of a big crowd. But I could sort of walk almost behind them or be close enough to, to sort of hear the prayers. And the prayers that I heard were truly beautiful, beautiful prayers about the gospel. Lord, help the gospel, your gospel, to come and touch the hearts of our school. Lord, help us to be bold in our faith. Help us to be strong in our faith. Um, I haven't heard one that said, help us to live out our faith in a radical way. Mm, Sounds like a good book study we could do. Make sure you read your books. Um. And my greatest hope and my prayer for each one of us in this room right now is the last line um, of the verse, 31, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. For those of you that prayed today, and as you prayed, and you prayed some very bold prayers, and you just made an, an effort to make a stand and be there, let me encourage you, continue to do that. It doesn't end today. See you at the polls, not done. It's really the starting point where you see friends and you talk to each other and you encourage each other and you're bold in your faith in the hallways, in the classroom, outside of the classroom. Make a stand because we know it will be hard, but God is the God of the past. He created all things. He created you the way that you are with a plan and a purpose guaranteed. And it's a good plan. He's the God of the present. He knows where you are right now and what you're going through right now. And He's the God of the future in control of where you're going to be. And let's just keep our faith and trust in Him. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank You so much for tonight. A chance to look at Your Word. um, A chance to be challenged. Lord, I just want to lift up the pastor from Iran to you, God, um, who is refu- refusing to re- re- to turn away from his faith, he's got a wife and kids, God, and he's um, he's cho- choosing you over everything. And God, I ask that right now that you will be with him and his family 
that you will work and that you will move and then through it all that you will receive honor and glory. And Lord, help us to not look at that and go, oh, well, that's nice. Lord, help us just to be burdened for that because this is going on all around the world. Uh, and many times believers and brothers and sisters in Christ are making a stand and they're choosing you no matter what the consequence is. And God, we just want to be about that. Help us to be a, a, a youth group. Um, help us to be even le- leadership here that's not about fluff, that's just about you, that's living our faith out, that's fighting to live out our faith. No matter what it costs, Lord, give us courage, give us strength to follow, and help us know this above all things, that you are in control, you are always in control. And help us to have a prayer like that, even when we're just alone with you, understanding how to great a God that you are. Um, God, we thank you that you love us and you have a plan for us. Lord, I ask that you bless each one here. Lord, help us to walk with you each day. Seek you with all that we have, with all that we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.